If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Jeff GG. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Also by Audible. Get two free audiobooks when you sign up today for your 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Okie dokie! Well, for those of you that don't know, I'm recording this particular episode live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and after 20 minutes of technical difficulties, phone calls, and tears... We're finally ready to record episode 87. Let's start off with some feedback from you guys. Uh, Monty Glover uh, reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts, and they said RJS had, for those of you that don't know, that's Run Jump Stomp. Uh, RJS has been the definitive resource of all things Nintendo and Switch related. He provides the information in a clear and to-the-point manner while maintaining con- maintaining a consistent standard of quality in a very pleasant community through discord you know what you're right about the discord people i love those people in here i want to high five every one of them all right uh a personable fellow ooh, a fellow with a pleasant demeanor and a passion for nintendo give it a few episodes and this too will become your primary go-to well thank you very much monty for the review I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for guys, uh, guys and gals like you who are listening to the show and uh, coming to the live streams and stuff like that. So thank you very much. Uh, that really does help out. Uh, we've got an email. Um, the, the, if you want to email, you can do so by emailing me runjumpstomp at gmail.com. This one, it's kind of a long one, so I might read a little quick. Uh, it says, Mr. Run Jump Stomp, just wanted to reach out. Great show. I listen to many podcasts podcasts covering a range of topics from politics, current affairs, sports, and video games. I very much listen on the commute to work on a crowded London trains. And for this reason, your show, Nintendo Switchcraft, stands out above the rest. Uh, informative, unbiased, clear, and perfect for someone who has a busy work life. On the On the digital versus phys- physical discussion... I've always bought physical on the basis I know I can trade in games if I need to. I do also keep games that I like and have a proud collection. Predominantly a PS4 player, but uh, um, I think they meant I'm predominantly a PS4 player. But since getting Nintendo Switch, I have been purchasing digital for the first time. I want to play without the hassle of juggling physical cartridges, allowing the Switch to truly feel portable. You know, I totally agree there. When you have a digital game, it's just so much easier. And it sounds stupid. It really does sound silly to think that, oh, switching the cartridge out is such a pain. But when you can just very easily just say, hit the button and switch to a different game, I just feel like I'm so much more likely to do it. And... I wish that I could go full digital, but I like to be able to share my games with my son, so I can't. Um, 
They went on to say, for the PS4, physical discs are going to continue being my form of choice. Digital will be my preferred delivery for the Switch. Um, that actually surprises me because with with um, with PS4, even if you have the uh, physical, don't you still have to have it installed? So you still have to have that big download on your system? I'm just curious. Let me know if I'm wrong about that. Uh, lastly, keep up the great work. I know you're a small setup, but in terms of quality and passion, you are on par and even above some of the more established big budget podcasts out there. The fact that you try to support your wife's business through it adds an extra charm to the work you put into this project hobby passion of yours. I can feel the family vibe each time I listen to Nintendo Switchcraft. Appreciate if you have read to this point, which I have, a rather long email I know. Thanks and regards from the other side of the pond, Sanjay from London. Well, Sanjay, thank you so much. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, telling me uh, about your take on the physical versus digital uh, so uh, if if you guys want to uh, just let me know what you think, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com is the way to do so. Uh, the other ways that you can get a hold of me is by tweeting uh, at runjumpstomp on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail. That's 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. I do have a voicemail to play, but I we've got a lot of news in this episode, so I'm going to hold the voicemail for another day. And of course, uh, like they said earlier, join the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, uh, and we'll be talking about lots of stuff in there. Well, I, I feel like Square kind of brought this on themselves. This is so confusing. They did a Twitch stream, I don't know how long ago, but on the Twitch stream, uh, they were talking about Final Fantasy XV, uh, the mobile version, and then one of the people on stream, and I'm not sure who it was, they said, I know that a lot of you are wondering about um, a certain console that rhymes with Twitch. And everybody, of course, knew exactly that he's talking about the Switch. And um, so then we, everybody was like, oh, well, they're working on a Switch version of Final Fantasy XV. Well, uh, there was a Famitsu article that came out, and luckily... Uh, somebody on Reddit speaks Japanese and was able to translate it. Uh, but here's the here's the actual translation. Uh, Famitsu asked uh, Mr. Tabata, he said, they said, Lastly, there's been a lot of speculation in Western media about whether Nintendo Switch version will be released. Could you tell us more about that? And Tabata replied with, Ah, uh, there has been a lot of speculation, hasn't there? I might have caused you all some small trouble, so let me put it succinctly. We have no plans to bring Final Fantasy XV to Nintendo Switch right now. However, we as a team are really a big fan of Nintendo Switch console. We're performing various tests to figure out what we can make for the Switch. Uh, so I'm not going to read the rest of it. If you want to check that out, uh, just follow the link in the show notes. But it's like Square just can't help themselves. I don't get what 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 it is that was going on in the guy's brain. When he was like, well, I'm sure some of you are wondering if we're bringing this game to a console that rhymes with Twitch. Ha <laughs> ha, the answer is no. Like, why even bring it up if it's not something that you're working on? It doesn't really bother me that Final Fantasy XV is not coming to the the Switch. What bothers me is that they mentioned it at all. And another thing that bothers me is that I don't think that if we're not getting Final Fantasy XV... 
then I I almost guarantee that Final Fantasy VII Remake is not going to be coming to the Switch. And that's what I always had assumed all along. I had always just assumed that we would never be getting that game for the Switch. But then after they said, hey, we're working on it, or, or the, you know, rhymes with Twitch thing, you know, like everybody else, I was like, oh, wow. So maybe they, maybe they can. Maybe they've got some kind of magic voodoo that they're going to pull off. Well, it doesn't seem like that's happening. Uh, which is just, it's bad. It's just bad. Well, anyway, that's what's going on with Final Fantasy 15. I'm sorry to have gotten your hopes up and dashed them all within a month's time, but it seems like that's what I've done. Uh, but don't blame me. Blame Mr. Tabata. There's been a lot of speculation about what resolution, uh, what frame rate, that uh, Doom would be running on Switch. Like, I've, I think I've talked about it the last four episodes. There's been so much, I don't want to say controversy, but like just so much argument over where, where what it was going to be. Um, and finally, Bethesda, they were talking to Glixel, which is owned by Rolling Stone magazine. And they finally have given us some actual uh, information here. Uh, the quote here is that Doom runs at 30 frames per second on the Switch. Uh, they said the game and rendering technology underlying Doom is extremely scalable. In bringing Doom to the Switch, we targeted outstanding visuals at a solid 30 frames per second. By maintaining consistent 30 frames per second, the experience remains consistently fluid and smooth. And I totally agree here. Having a solid frame rate is much more important than having a high frame rate. That's very, very important. A solid frame rate means that you know what to expect, okay? And because you know what to expect, you're more likely to hit the target that you're looking for. Uh, if you don't know what to expect because the frame rate keeps going up and down, that's when you're going to start missing shots that you would have otherwise hit, and that's when people are going to start getting frustrated, uh, they went on to say, we've been thrilled by the feedback that Doom is among the very best looking and performing games on the Switch. Um, that, so, so that is their, their, their quote. They also said that the game is going to fit on a 16 gigabyte cartridge and that the multiplayer is going to be a 9 gigabyte download. Uh, Zap DC'd in chat. He said, I'm annoyed that they said Doom would be at EGX, but we never saw it. Oh, really? That's surprising. Um, so then uh, the the people at Bethesda got back to uh, the article writer who I don't think it says the name of the person that wrote the article on the on the article, which irritates me. Uh, I want to give them credit, but they, we've got an update. So there were a couple other questions that were asked, and now we've got some more information. Uh, the first thing here that is, to me, the most important is that the game does not have motion controls, which... That that feels like a deal breaker to me because motion controls are the way that I want to play a game. And I know that Skyrim, made by the same developer, has motion controls built in. And somebody that I had spoken to on Twitter says that they saw an option for motion controls in the menus. But a, a, according to this uh, spokesperson for Bethesda, the game is not going to use motion controls. So there's still a little bit of information uh, up in the air there. Oh, and by the way, I, I forgot to talk about the resolution. The resolution is going to be 720p, both docked and undocked. Um, 
Now, one of the things that they were talking about with their engine being scalable is that the resolution can change dynamically. And so they have the ability to uh, increase the resolution or decrease the resolution depending on how much stuff is on screen. I personally can't get my mind around how in the hell that's going to work. Um, but apparently that's how they're able to maintain the 30 frames per second is by dynamically changing uh, the resolution. Uh, Zap DC'd in chat, he says, rumor has it Fallout 4 is on the way as well. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. They seem to be putting Fallout uh, on everything. And with Bethesda uh, cozying up to Nintendo, it wouldn't surprise me to see Fallout 4 on there. I... I know that Fallout 4 is a good game. It just didn't appeal to me as much as Fallout 3. I never played New Vegas, but it didn't appeal to me as much as Fallout 3. I really had a lot of fun with Fallout 3, but I never, I didn't really enjoy Fallout 4 nearly as much. Um, he also got to see uh, Skyrim at EGX, and he said that it's amazing. So that's good, too. Uh, anyway, that's the information from Bethesda. Uh, hopefully, I, I was really hoping to hear... Uh, I don't care about the frames per second as long as it's stable. So I think that's great. But what I was really hoping to hear is that it was going to have motion controls because I think that motion controls are something that can really improve your, I don't want to say quality of life, but um, the, the quality of game when you're playing a first-person shooter. Being able to quickly look around with the thumbstick and then... Uh, with a high accuracy accuracy aim with the motion controls like i love playing like that and it's very disappointing to hear that it's not going to be in doom and same developer wolfenstein i don't i don't think that we're going to be getting motion controls in wolfenstein either which is too bad because that's one of the like i was really excited for that if I'm going to play Wolfenstein now, it will probably be on the PC because if the Switch doesn't have motion controls, you can guarantee the PS4 isn't going to have motion controls either. Um, there was a rumor that I read, and it could be wrong, uh, that said that the reason a lot of these games don't get motion controls is because Microsoft makes a deal with the developer in order to keep motion controls off of the other platforms so that they're all at the same level. They all have like an even keel. I don't think that that would probably be true. That would seem, what's the word I'm looking for? Anti-competitive and something that Microsoft, you know, that's something they've had to deal with in the past. So I don't think that that's something that they would do, but I could be wrong. All right, let's jump into something else. Speaking of big third-party titles coming to the Switch, uh, L.A. Noir. we've talked about this. We've got a date for it now. That's November 14th, um, December 7th in Japan, which is much later. Uh, the information that we have now is that the game is going to be running in 1080p in docked mode, 720p in handheld, and they said you can definitely expect 30 frames per second. Um the price is going to be. And by the way, they're re, they're not only re-releasing re this on the Switch; they're also bringing bringing it to uh, PlayStation Four, and it is going to be the same price, at least in in Japanese uh, in or in the Japanese uh, market. It'll be the same price as it is on the PS Four. So it looks like we're not getting the dreaded Nintendo Switch tax. Uh, where games are $10 more expensive because developers have to buy the cards, the the cartridges to play them on. 
the game is going to come with uh, the full game, all of the DLC, uh, and it is going to be um, supporting the Nintendo Switch specific stuff like uh, gyroscopic gesture-based controls. It's going to have HD rumble, which I can only imagine is going to be really cool on um, L.A. Noir because part of the game is you kind of look, you might walk, like let's say there's a murder, murder in an alley. Um, you might walk around in the alley looking for clues and the, uh, the HD rumble uh, might be there to help you get to the clues that you're looking for, help you find them, which is kind of cool. Um, they also said that it, they're going to change the camera angle, which I don't really understand why they want to do that, but it's something uh, that they want to do. I'm sure that it, they're doing it to improve the game. Um, I, you know, having played the game, not, not very much, just a tiny little bit. It's definitely a game I want to play again. Uh, but having played just a tiny little bit of the game, I didn't really notice a problem with the camera angles, but maybe that's because I only played a little. Uh, they also said that if you're playing in handheld mode, you'll have access to the touch screen to do, uh, context, uh, contextual stuff like, uh, maybe, when they when you want to decide if you believe the person who's talking to you, you can hit a button or you can tap on the screen. Uh, either way, that's pretty cool. You know, with Rockstar bringing L.A. Noir to the Switch, uh, there's a lot of speculation out there that um, that GTA Five will be coming as well. And while I can see why Rockstar would want to bring it to the Switch. Uh, there's currently no actual evidence that that's happening. Uh, there is a post on NeoGAF by the guy uh, or gal who leaked the L.A. Noir info. And they're saying that somebody that they know had told them that there might be something else exciting coming from Rockstar to, for Nintendo. Uh, but that could be anything. It could be Red Dead. Now, Red Dead, the first one, might be more likely and the reason why I think that is because that was a PS3 game, Xbox 360 game. Um, and with Red Dead 2 coming out, that would be something for Switch fans as well. So, you know, there, there's a couple, of, a couple of different ways to look at it. Now, bringing GTA 5, you know, that's a current gen system. I think that, oh, Zap says that it started on the PS3 and Xbox. I didn't realize that GTA 5 started on those systems. See, I've not, not ever really, really been a huge fan of Rockstar games, not because I don't think the games are good or the stories are good. I don't like their controls. I feel like their controls are sloppy. Um, I just prefer tighter controls, and it kind of drives me crazy when I'm playing a, a Rockstar game. Uh, but anyway, L.A. Noir coming to the Switch, definitely. If you haven't played that, it's it's this cool game that takes place in the 40s. Uh, you, you play a cop who has come back from the war, and uh, you're like a homicide detective. And you have to interview people and decide if they're lying. And they've got, like, fully facial-mapped um, actors. And they actually went out and got, like, Hollywood actors to... Uh, to act out these scenes and then they face map their, their faces onto the characters. So like you, like there's no, there's no kind of UI thing to tell you that this person's lying. You just want to pay attention to the way that they're acting, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, 
So anyway, L.A. Noir, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm probably not going to buy it again. Uh, I've already have it. I got it super cheap on Steam, and I don't think I'll get it again. But you never know. Maybe maybe I'll get lucky and get a review copy. That would be sweet. So since last episode, I played two games mostly. Um, I got a review copy of Steam World Dig Two. Uh, my initial impression so far, I've only played it for probably about two hours. I really am enjoying the game. Uh, if, if you don't know what it is, it's a Metroidvania. It's got a fantastic art style. The colors are really vibrant, and the line work is really, really crisp. And basically, you are looking for your friend, and you got to dig through tunnels. You gather materials and bring them back up, and there's this really good... Um, cycle of what you do in the game over and over you dig down into the ground you bring stuff up you sell it to improve your tools so you can dig faster or farther um i'm really enjoying the game and i'm going to be playing more of it i streamed a little bit of it yesterday uh twitch.tv slash run jump stomp and i will stream more of it in the future as well uh, I also got uh, some other review copies. I got a review copy of Thimbleweed Park, which I haven't played yet. Uh, I loaded it up for a little bit thinking that my wife would like to check that out because it's kind of got a... Um, oh, I can never remember the name of the show. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Everybody says that it's got a Twin Peaks vibe going for it. And, um, you know, my wife loves Twin Peaks. So I thought she would like it. Within the first five minutes, she was like, I can't stand the voice acting. So we shut it off and, and uh, played something else instead. Um, so I got a review copy for that. So I'm going to be working on a review of that in the future. Uh, I got a review copy of a game called Astro Bears Party, which I had, I had actually requested one for Robonauts, which they gave me one of those two, which I'll give you. My, I'll talk about that in the future. Uh, but they also sent me a, a copy of Astro Bears Party. And I looked at it like... I had not heard of it, and I Googled it, and I was like, oh, my God, this looks like a disaster. I could not have been more wrong. Uh, we had uh, finished dinner, and my son had uh, done the dishes, and then we were like, okay, uh, you need to get in the shower because we got to get ready for school tomorrow. But first, he wanted to play World of Warcraft. And I said, well, buddy, we really don't have time to play World of Warcraft. Why don't we try something else? And so we came upstairs to the Nerd Nest, and I said, why don't we try out this game, Astro Bears? And I loaded it up, and he goes, Dad, this looks weird. And I go, you're right, it does. Let's just try it out. I hadn't tried it at all before that. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. So the, 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 the crux of the game, and even after only playing it for a little bit, I feel like I could totally give it a review. And so I'm going to review it right now. The crux of the game is that you are, uh, I think, one of four bears. Bears in spacesuits, okay? And you are on this planet, a very, very small planet. Think like the size of the planets in Mario Galaxy, okay? So very, very small planets. And it's so weird. Uh, you're on this planet, and as you run, kind of like in Tron, when you're driving on the light cycle, it leaves behind a trail, and you can't run into that. As these bears are running over the surface of the planet, this 3D planet... Um, they leave behind a trail and they can jump and they can hit a dash button to run faster. And you and the other people up to four players are all on the same planet. And you can pick uh, how many or how big the planet is. And basically you just have to run around on the planet 
and try not to run into either your trail or somebody else's trail. My son and I played that game and uh, we laughed our heads off. We had so much fun playing Astro Bears. Uh, the game is not out yet, but I, I checked and there's no NDA so I can talk about it. Uh, it comes out for $5. I would not play this game by myself. Okay, This game is not a game that looks fun by yourself at all. But if you've got somebody to play with, this is a, one of those $5 titles that if you don't pick it up, you're absolutely out of your mind. Any age could probably do well with this game. Uh, and then the Bears have these weird, like, goofy kind of names. And they all, like, there's a panda bear and then another bear. And they all have stats. Like, some of them run faster. Some of them jump higher. Some of them have jetpacks. And, yeah, you have jetpacks. So you can float while your fuel is 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 depleting. Uh, some of them have jetpacks that will last longer. Some of them will have fuel that will recharge faster. So there's, there's, it's not complicated. Anybody can jump in and have fun with it, but there's a little more depth to it if it's something that you're going to play more often. So I highly recommend Astro Bears Party. Don't look at the cover and think, well, this is going to be a disaster because for five bucks, you're going to have an absolute blast of a time. So I recommend that game. All right, let's jump into the lightning round, everyone. <laughs> okay, here is the lightning round. We're going to go faster now because we've got to get through a whole bunch of stories. So I'm going to talk less about each one. Uh, the Lost Sphere demo is now out on the Japanese uh, eShop. Thank you to Super Nintendad in the uh, Discord for letting us know about that. It's in Japanese, so unless you read Japanese, it's not really going to be something. It's not like I didn't even bother. I watched his little video of, of it, and it looks cool, but it's in Japanese, and I can't read it, so I wouldn't be able to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Um, there was a um, There's some news that Super Mario Run is going to be 50% off for two weeks in celebration of the update, which is coming on Friday. Uh, thank you very much to Kaylee in the Discord for translating that for us. You're awesome. I've got some bad news for some people out there, and that's that Battle Chasers is delayed for the Switch. It's still on track to release uh, for other platforms, but the Switch version is delayed. I'm, I've always said that delay a game if it will make it better. So go ahead and delay it and just bring it to us when it's ready, uh, you guys. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War, which if you don't know is a, is a game based on uh, the comic book. And it's kind of got like a roguelike element to it, but also uh, turn-based RPG style stuff. Uh, and also like action uh, action uh, RPG stuff. It's a very weird hybrid of a bunch of stuff. And it's got a fantastic art style. So make sure you check that game out and, make, and follow it. Uh, there's an article written by, oh, I've forgotten who it is, a Bloomberg article where they talk to Sony about their thoughts about the Switch market. And I'll give you the TLDR, but I still recommend you read it because it's a good article. Uh, basically, Sony thinks that there's no market for a device like the Switch. I think that their experience with the Vita has scared them off of the market completely. Uh, they're afraid of cell phones, and I think that they look at how the Vita did, and it, it almost feels like last generation, Microsoft was huge, and they got they got cocky, 
And then when they showed off the Xbox One, the way that they were behaving and the way that they were acting, they, they were making a lot of bad decisions. And it was coming from a place of we're number one and nobody's going to topple us. So we can be a little arrogant. And then Sony came in and just bum-rushed Microsoft and knocked them right off their pedestal. And now Sony's making decisions that I feel like almost echo that same Microsoft uh, arrogance that we were seeing before, uh, especially for things like the cross-platform play with Minecraft and Xbox and Nintendo and PC. You know, everybody else can play together. Sony can't. Uh, same thing with Rocket League. Everybody else can play together. Sony can't, um, or Sony won't. I guess is the better the better way to phrase that. So them saying, "Look, the Vita failed," and I'm fine with them saying that the Vita failed, but they need to take a little bit of ownership for why the Vita failed. And I think that the big reason for the Vita failing was because they gave up on it way too soon. Uh, I think that was the real issue. And mostly what I know from the Vita is by listening to uh, a guy named Zap Seed. He's a Twitch streamer. Uh, he's talked about the Vita a lot. And, I, you know, the Switch is picking up the Vita market. And Sony is saying that there is no market. Well, I think the numbers are arguing with you. Anyway, I don't want to get into it anymore. Make sure you check out the article in the show notes. And uh, if you're watching uh, live on the stream, I'll drop it in. In after I finish talking about these, uh, the last thing that I want to talk about is the D. I'm uh, not the D. The M- Mummy D Mastered uh, game. This is a game coming to a bunch of different platforms, including the Switch, and it is a Metroidvania game. And it's from the same people who brought us. It's Way Forward, which they make Shantae and the Pirates Curse. And this game looks really good, so I am excited for that. I'm jumping to the end of the video. It doesn't say when it's coming, but it's coming to Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and PS4. Um, But it's based on the new Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy, uh, which I guess didn't do very well. But that doesn't mean that the game's going to be bad. And this game looks really good. The animations look crisp and... um, I'm sorry. The the sprite work looks crisp and it's it's sprite-based. And the animations look very fluid. So I'm excited for that. Um... Let's talk about coming soon. Uh, Cinemora EX came out today. Uh, Tomorrow is the 27th. That's going to be Arcade Archives Mario Brothers. On the 28th, we've got Pick Cross S, which is a puzzle game. Conga Master Party, which I'd never heard of. Inverses, which I had not heard of yet. Um, D-E-E-M-O. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, there's a game called Sparkle 2, also coming out on the 28th, as well as Brave Dungeon and Dark Witch Combat Golf Story. Now, this is the one that I'm super excited for, is Golf Story is coming out on September 28th, as well as Astro Bears Party. So, we have got a lot of stuff to play this week. And then, on top of all of that stuff, on Friday, the 29th, the Super Nintendo Classic is going to be released. Now, the 29th? Uh, I have something going on, wife's birthday, and so we're going to be going out, so I won't be streaming that day, but Saturday, I already cleared it with her, Saturday, I'm going to be streaming the Super Nintendo Classic. I asked you guys to tell me what to stream. I am going to drop the, what's the word I'm looking for, the survey 
into the show notes so that you guys can vote and tell me which game to stream uh, the games that are we can choose from. I picked three games that I'd never played before. Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, and Super Mario RPG. Now, right now, looking at the responses, uh, Super Mario RPG is way out in front uh, with a whole bunch of the vote. We've got 37 responses and a lot of the vote already. Uh, I'm going to drop the, the thing in the show notes. Uh, make sure that you let me know what game it is that you guys want me to play on Saturday. Uh, I'm hope, hoping, this is my wish, is that whatever game I play, I'm hoping that I can finish it before Super Mario Odyssey comes out at the end of October. You know, fingers crossed. So there's that. All right, let's wrap this up. Okie dokie. That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, so easy to do. Go to Apple Podcasts, review the show. Another super easy thing to do, introduce the show to a friend. Say, hey, I know this bald weirdo that likes to talk about video games. Listen to him. Um, if you are, are looking for other ways to support the show, you can uh, use my Amazon affiliate link. Every time you buy something on Amazon, I get credit for it. I don't know how that works. It seems like magic to me. It's just like money that comes out of nowhere. Um, if you are walking around with full pockets and like you you can't keep your pants held up because you, the weight of all of the money in your pockets holding you down, head on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp over there for as little as a dollar. You can get exclusive rewards like getting the show notes early, uh, poorly drawn sketches every month, uh, plus other stuff. So make sure that you head on over there and there's links to all of this stuff and more at runjumpstompcom slash support real quick. My wife has a, uh, an Etsy, an Etsy shop that was mentioned at the beginning of the show. She sells dock socks as well as zippered pouches. We've got some Splatoon fabric in. We've got pictures up on the shop. You can order them, but this is the important part. Uh, in honor of her birthday, uh, she wanted to do a coupon code. The coupon code is JOJO35. That's J-O-J-O-3-5. You enter that coupon code, and it gives you $3.50 off whatever that is that you order. I won't tell you how old she is, but the, co the coupon code is J-O-J-O-3-5. Uh, special thanks to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of your music. Please click the links for those guys in your show notes or in the show notes and go to their YouTube channel and hit subscribe. They are fantastic. They really are, uh, if you, especially if you love video game music. That's it for me today. I've had some people ask me what my friend code is. It's at the bottom of the show notes, so make sure that you check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out of here. You guys stay rad. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. 
You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.